Hello, it's good to be with you again, and it's good to be together, especially in times like these. We need the encouragement, we need community, and we need words that matter, truth, hope, things that we can anchor our lives in to get us through times like these. And one of the things we've been talking about is what does faith look like when the world falls apart? What does it mean to have faith when things are just not going your way? What does it mean to trust? And who can you trust? You see, what we're dealing with in our lifetime at this point is a lot of information. And how do you know what information is correct and what information is incorrect? How do you know who's telling you the truth and who perhaps is telling you a lie? We all are going to place our trust in someone or something. But do we place our trust in the right someone or something? And how do we figure that one out? You see, there's this moment that we're living in, and and it's no different from generations before or generations after us, where we're going to have to trust someone. Trust is the only anchor that allows us to believe in something that matters, give us a direction and a pathway forward, and come out on the other side unscathed, and able to move forward in a better way. We have to be anchored in trust. And how do you know who to trust? Well, listen, there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of people saying a lot of different things. And here's what's most intriguing about our generation. We all have the freedom and the ability through devices like you're using right now to communicate something. And if we're not careful, the things that we communicate or that in our circle we communicate with others or we believe that they send to us, it can create a lot of misinformation. You see, so many times, information is peddled as fact, even if it's not. Emotions are put out there. Strong opinions are put out there. And then people will believe that as if it were true, even though it may be untrue. And then what if the information you receive is true information, but in the midst of all the noise... You can't discern the truth from the lie. I mean, none of us like to be lied to, right? I mean, the truth is, have you ever had someone lie to you? Now, now for some of you, I realize that, yeah, there are different levels of lies, and, and, a, and a simple lie, well, that doesn't hurt you. But yet, someone may have promised you something. You took it to heart. You built your life around it, and then they didn't come through on that promise. It wounded you. It hurt you deeply. And you were left wondering, how do I move forward? You see, that's the power of information. That's the power of our words. And that's why we need to learn, who can we trust? Do you have someone in your life that you really trust? That genuinely loves you? That wants the best for you? That wants to be a part of the best in your life? And quite frankly, they want to be a part of God's best in your life. Do you have someone that you truly and deeply trust? You see, the passage we'll look at today, there was someone, real person, just like you and I. And and this individual lived through a lot of crisis moments in his life. They were challenges. They were real challenges. And yet, in the midst of great challenge, he found the opportunity to trust. He found the source, the person that he could trust in, someone who was always with him and would, who never would let him down. Look, that's you, that's me, that's man, that's woman, that's all of us 
as God's children. We need to learn who to trust. And I want to read you a wonderful passage. This is one of my favorites, actually. I share this with people at all seasons of life because it's deeply personal to me, and I've found that it's deeply meaningful to others. David, a character in the Old Testament, he writes these psalms. They are actually songs, and in his generation, they were popular. They were good. If we read them today, we will find that they are still relevant, even right now, when the world seems like it's falling apart. I want to read you a portion of one of his songs in Psalm 37. It's about the middle of the Bible, so if you're not really familiar with the Bible, just take the Bible. It's about in the middle. You'll find the book book of Psalms, and then they're numbered from there. And Psalm 37 is a great one. And this is what he writes to his generation, which is very relevant for you and I in ours. Trust the Lord. And live right. The land will be yours and you will be safe. Do what the Lord wants and he will give you the desires of your heart. Let the Lord lead you. Trust in him to help you. Then it will be as clear as the noonday sun, that you were right. Be patient and trust the Lord. When I look at this song, I understand that in my generation, in your generation, in this season in which we live, and quite frankly, the generations that are going to follow us, this word is very important for us. It helps us anchor our faith when the world falls apart. Trust is a very important part of faith. If we're not careful, we'll put our trust in the wrong information, the wrong sources, the wrong people. But if we learn to place our trust in the proper place, we're going to develop a life foundation and a skill set that will move us forward when things get back to normal. I want to talk to you about trust today. And when I read this psalm, I learn from David that the first and the most important person to trust is the Lord. I have to learn to trust the Lord. Now, I realize that there are a lot of people out there with a lot of different backgrounds and a lot of different belief systems. But I want to submit to you, there's a reason that we can learn together to trust the Lord. I mean, it's one thing, you understand this, to trust your leaders, uh, your bosses, your family, other people in your life. But can I ask you an honest question? Have you ever met A human who didn't have the capacity to let you down? I mean, let's be honest. Uh, We trust all these people around. You have people there gathered with you right now. You have people that you're thinking about. You go, man, I trust them. I trust what they say. But here's the reality in our world. It's full of people. And people are human. We're not divine. We're not supernatural. We're definitely not perfect. Even now, we have people trying to solve problems, and we're grateful for them. But they're people. David gives us something that says, your trust should go beyond just people. Your trust should go higher than someone who is mortal, who is frail, who is limited in resource, who is limited even in intelligence. Yes, we accomplish many things together, and we work together as people, and we should. 
But we should do it because there is a higher authority that has given us a foundation of truth to share truth and to learn to trust. Trust the Lord is what David teaches us. Why would I learn to trust in the Lord? Well, there's some important things that I gather and I think are important for us as we look at this. The character of the Lord is totally different than the character of someone else. And his character is proven. It is revealed. When I read this passage, I learn some things about the character of the Lord. One of the things I learn about his character is that he loves me. He loves you. He loves us. He loves all people. He loves those who don't yet even believe in him or don't want to even receive his way. His character is higher than the character that you and I are and sometimes reveal ourselves to be. His character is one of constant, unending, perfect love. And it's always there and it doesn't change. His first response toward all people is the extending of his generous offer to love us personally. That is the Lord. That's his character. And this psalm helps me understand that his character is true. It's proven because he's loving. I also see that he wants to help me. When I look at this passage and I read it, the Lord wants to help me. He wants to be involved in my life. I can trust him because of his character, because he's not in it for himself. He's in it for me. He wants the kind of relationship with me that helps me along the way through all of life's seasons where I can trust him more. Yeah. That's going to lead to a great relationship as I trust him more. I also see when I read this that he's loving, that he wants to help, and that he's always there. He's always there. Have you ever had a friend or a loved one move away from you? Have you ever lost someone that you held so dear that you thought you couldn't live without them? Have you ever had someone just frankly let you down? And they're not there. They're not a part of your story, your journey right now or perhaps ever. Listen, the Lord is always there. He's always present. There's never a moment that you nor I could ever get away from him. We can always talk to him. We can talk to him about anything. And yes, even those anythings that we can't talk to anyone else about. You can always talk to the Lord. He's always present. And I think David, when he wrote this, I think he knew something that's very important for us today. I can trust the Lord because his character is true. It's proven over generations. I mean, that's what the Bible really is about, to show this effort of God to reach out to people and get them to trust him in his way because he loves them, because he wants to help us. And because he's always there. So when I think about trusting the Lord, I ask myself the question, okay, if that's who he is, then how can I trust him? How can you trust him? How can we as people learn to trust someone who never lies? Someone who's always there. And someone who loves us and is always wanting to help us navigate this life. How can I learn to trust him 
if I don't naturally trust him and if I don't naturally trust others as well? How do I get there? Well, I think it's important because David goes to some very important things that are deeply meaningful to me. And I know, if you're honest, they're deeply true of you as well. We learn to trust the Lord by giving him our heart. David talks about that the Lord, if you'll do what he wants, if you'll enter into a relationship with him, if you'll begin to trust him, he will give you what's in your heart. You see, I can learn to trust God when I give him my heart, when I give him everything about who I am, when I, vulnerably, by the way, and with, a, with an attitude of humility of acknowledging that I, I want to surrender to someone who's worthy, who is capable, and who not only is able, but he is going to, in the most perfect way, treasure my heart. He's going to value who I am. And he's going to take that and develop that the right way. I can learn to trust the Lord when I give him my heart. And my heart is the center of all that I am. It's more than just the flesh and blood and muscle. For those of you who are medically gifted, and yes, right now, you're really involved in helping a lot of people. You understand the physical side better than any of us. But it's not really the heart that really keeps us alive. It's something deeper. In the scripture, the heart was a reference to a part of our soul. Jesus said it this way, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. You see, there's more than just flesh and blood to us. There is a being that is a part of who we are. There's something that makes you tick. Well, you, as you trust who you are, and you surrender your heart, your being, your soul, all that you are to God, to the Lord, He's the only one the best one to care for it and to get you in the right direction for life. You can trust him. Notice also that David writes, if you trust in the Lord, you delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. So what else can I trust God? How can I learn to trust God? By giving him my desires. You see, here's, here's the beautiful thing about the Lord. He knows us. <laughs> He knows the image, and he knows the substance. He knows us. So there's nothing wrong with surrendering to the Lord, someone you can trust, your desires. He knows what you want. He knows what you think about. He knows who you are. And when you surrender not only your heart to him, but your desires to him, he can then begin to work things in your life to get you to a position of where not only you need to be, but to prove to you that He is the Lord and that you can trust Him. He's worthy to be trusted. I can learn to trust the Lord when I surrender my heart, when I share with Him, even in private. You don't have to share it with everybody sitting in the room. Some of them might be shocked. So yes, Share it with the Lord, not them. You can look around right now and you can understand, yeah, you don't know, you don't know, and I don't want you to know. And that's okay. But God knows. You can trust the Lord with your desires, 
We also, when we look at his word, we see that we can trust him with our life, with your experiences, with the things that are important to you, with your family, with your friends, with your jobs, with your finances. This passage is all about action. David writes, trust the Lord and live. Live right. He talks about trusting the Lord in what you do, doing what He wants. That's living. And living is important. Being alive in this generation with a trust that has substance in someone who will not lie is important. And living a life of action, a life that trusts in God, is truly a life that is alive. It's a life that brings you the fullness of feeling, the fullness of emotion, and the fullness of all that God could do. It removes fear. It takes away confusion. And yes, trusting God even covers some of our greatest mistakes. When you learn to trust the one who never makes a mistake, that is important to moving you forward. When life falls apart, when you're struggling, when you don't know what to do, trust. Trust the Lord because he's worthy of it. His character proves it. He loves you. He wants to help. He's always there. And he can take your heart. and He can heal it. He can direct your desires in the right way. And he is the kind of God that can come through for us in our life and in our actions. David even says, let him lead you. So let the Lord become the leader of your life. Let him become the one who helps you make the right decisions, who helps you process information to get to a point of truth, who helps you look above opinions and the noise and the news feeds and all of the other comments that are going to come your way. Look higher to someone who is higher, who's never going to to lie to you. And that's something else about the character of the Lord. When he promises, he never breaks a promise. I mentioned earlier, and perhaps all of us have experienced someone who promised something and didn't come through. And at different points, that may not mean much to you and I, but at other points, it matters a lot because you were invested and bought in. and You were wounded and hurt. Someone ran away because someone didn't follow through on what they said. In one way or another, they didn't give you a hint and they just left. You can understand the pain that that creates in the lives of many people. Could have been your boss, could have been a friend, could have been a spouse, could have been a child, could have been anything. God never does that. When he makes a promise, he fulfills it and he never, ever lies. Who else are you going to find like that? No one. And that's why we learn to trust. I can trust in him. So what happens when I trust the Lord? If I learn to trust him and I practice it in the ways that we've talked about, what happens when you learn to trust the Lord? Well, in this short song, David gives us a few practical things that are always true. The way that God works when you trust in Him. You will find that when you trust in the Lord, He will 
help you. He will. It's part of his character. God will help you. When you trust in him, he's going to come through. David talks about trusting in the Lord, doing what the Lord wants. The land will then become yours. You will be safe. He will give you your heart's desire. It will become clear in your life. You can be patient and you can trust him. That's all a sign that when you place your trust in the Lord, he's going to help. He can't help but help because that's just who he is on behalf of those who trust him. What else happens? Well, I mentioned that he's not going to lie. So when God gives a promise, he's going to keep it. If you have a promise from God that you're treasuring in your heart, something that is according to his way and his will, you know that's true according to him. You can hold on to that promise because God will keep his promises. When I trust him, what's going to happen? He's going to come through. It may be a matter of time, and it may not be my time, your time, someone else's time, but God's going to come through. I can trust in him because he's going to keep his promise. There are some other things that happen. When I trust the Lord, he's going to give me his blessing. When I trust him and I live in his will, when I surrender my heart, my desires to him, and I know who he is because of his character, he's going to give his blessing. And his blessing on your life, his presence on your life, his favor, his continual sense of peace on your life is something way beyond anyone else can give you. It's way beyond anything that this world can give you. And when the world's falling apart, the blessing of God on those who trust him is going to remain. David knew that when he wrote this. He was human like you and I. He had challenges like you and I. And yet God's favor still rests on his life. The blessings of God still came toward him in all seasons, both of wonderful substance where things were going well, and yes, even in those moments where it was dark and he didn't know what to do. The favor of God, the presence of God, the blessing of God was still there. He's one of the greatest men of the Old Testament in spite of great failures, by the way. He was human, just like you and I, and God was still with him. That's good news. God brings his blessing on those who will simply trust him. And then I see God is in the habit. He has a habit of giving to us the things we long for the most. The things deeper than perhaps we even know about ourselves. That may take time to discover about ourselves. God has a way in the lives of those who trust him to give them the things they long for the most. Trust in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. Other translations of this passage will say, and he will give you the desires of your heart. The one I read today says that he will give you your heart's desire. He knows what's in there. But you know, we'll spend our lives chasing after it, asking other people to fulfill it, thinking that we can accomplish it on our own. Only the Lord knows what's really inside of you. And only the Lord can satisfy the desires of your heart. How do you get that? You trust Him. When I see this, there are a couple of growth moments in my life 
that happen when I trust the Lord. Number one, I get confident. I know that when I trust in the truth, the right source, the right person, and I stand on that, I have a confidence about my direction. I have a confidence about my words. I have a confidence about my faith. I build a confidence when I trust in the Lord. Here's another thing that happens. I become a more patient person when I trust in the Lord. Instead of trusting in my timeline, I trust in His timeline. And that brings me a great sense of hope because I know that I can trust in Him to do His best according to the desires of my heart on His time frame. And if I trust Him, He's going to do it. And therefore, it creates in me a patient heart. I know that He's going to do it. So therefore, my anxiety lowers, my stress lowers, I fret less. And quite frankly, I'm happier because I know He's going to bring it about. Another one of the outliers and another one of the growth moments that happens in my life is that I begin to grow in my faith. My faith begins to grow because in trusting Him and knowing that He's going to come through, I am a person now that's not living according to the word of others, the word of the world. I'm not living according to the noise, the circumstance, or the extenuating circumstances of the moment. I'm living according to faith because I trust in the one who owns it all, who is going to accomplish it all, who loves me, and who is going to do his best. And therefore, my faith, it begins to grow. This ultimately leads to one of the most beautiful parts of this passage. And this, David writes, it's very poetic. Once I learn to trust in the Lord this way, then my life will become as clear as the noonday sun, that I was right to trust in the Lord. Trust is like that moment where the sun early in the morning pierces the darkness. And yes, those early rays begin to bring an end to the night and begin to show the power of the light of day. And gradually, moment by moment, more beams of the sun penetrate the darkness until the darkness is removed and the sun shines bright and it opens up a glorious day for us to be able to see and live and experience all that God has for us on that day. Trusting God is like that. It moves through the dark moments of life. It grows moment by moment, season by season. And trusting God empowers you and I to truly live, even if the world is falling apart around us. That is the power of trust. And here's what I know. As you and I connect today, as we share life together, as we talk about this moment of trust, there are some of us right now who we struggle with trust. We struggle with trusting people. We struggle with trusting the news. We struggle with trusting authorities and leaders. Yeah, let's be honest. Some of you even today struggle with trusting God. But what if you took the step, the step of trust, and you began to say, yes, I, I doubt this person and I've been let down here, 
But God, I want to give you a chance. When you begin to experience, like David, the power of trusting in the Lord, it will change your life. I want to take a moment and I want to pray with you. And I I ask you to pray along with me. I ask you to take a moment and open up your heart. Because God is all about working on the inside of us. Our desires, the things that we think that we know about ourselves, that we long for. And maybe today, it's your first time. You want to take the first step in trusting God. With a humble heart, and and one of the things that I like about bowing my head and closing my eyes when I pray to a Heavenly Father is I'm, I'm taking a moment to acknowledge that He is the one that is worthy to be trusted. It's not anyone else around me. Uh, it's Him. So let me invite you to take that moment And right where you are, stop. Pause. Close your eyes for a moment. Bow in your spirit to God. And let's learn to trust. So Father in heaven, as we pray together right now, I thank you for all of my friends and each one of the people that are being impacted in this very moment by you. Because I know you're speaking to them. You know who they are. You know what their heart's desires are. You know what they're struggling with. You know where they've been hurt and wounded. You know where their hopes lie. You know. And God, there's some out there today who've never learned to trust you. And for many reasons, they've They've trusted in others and in information and perhaps even in themselves. But it just hasn't led to real life. You are the source of life. You are the source of hope. and We can trust you because of who you are. So for all of my friends who've struggled with hope, with trust, who perhaps have been broken and lied to, in this moment... We open up our hearts to you. We open up our lives to you, our Lord, and our Heavenly Father. And I ask that you sovereignly, supernaturally, and by your divine nature and character of love, that you begin to speak into the hearts of each and every person right now. Of your character that you can be trusted. Of your love that It opens up the opportunity for each of us to trust you. And the fact that you will never let us down. You are going to move us forward in life. God, I pray that you will build trust in you in these days. Through each and every one of us. That you would draw us very clearly closer to you. Closer to your son. And quite frankly, let us live that out closer to those around us. Father, I thank you for this moment and what you're going to do as we learn to trust you. In the name of the only Savior, our Lord Jesus, I pray. Amen. I'm so grateful that we got to share this brief time together. And I want to thank you not only for listening, but for opening up your heart. Because that's when God begins to do his work. And I pray that your faith is going to grow that you're going to learn to trust God more, and that you're going to experience the 
benefits of an increased faith, an increased trust in God. And you're going to see the desires of your heart unfold as you delight yourself by trusting in Him. I want to say thank you as well to those of you who continue to support the importance of what we're doing right now. Those of you who are members and and partners in this ministry because you understand that in this world, each of us need a message of hope. We need an anchor in our world when it all falls apart. And so you understand that. And I want to thank you for being a partner in this with us. And look, don't miss the moments that are still upcoming where we get to join together, we get to talk together, we get to pray together, and we get to move forward together in faith. The world may fall apart, but you're not going to because we're going to learn to continue to trust in Him. I can't wait to see you again.